great seeing you. It's great hearing back from you. Oh, I tried thank to you. do a little something. I'm actually in my living room right now. Oh, nice. So I just put some stuff in the back. <laughs> tried to make it look, you know, cool. It looks very cool. <laughs> I like that. I like that bust you have back there. That's really cool. Mm. I love my 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 vapor waves. My vapor wave references the Greek art. <laughs> Is that? Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah, I think I've seen that on. A vaporwave album, either you made or I show, or you showed me. It was probably Macintosh Plus that I showed you, which is okay. Like one of the biggest. Like the vinyl went on sale online for like over a grand. That's how crazy. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, it's funny because you were so into vaporwave uh, in like what 2011, 2012, like back in the day. Yeah. And I, I and I, I had never heard of it before it. you said it. And that's pretty much when it started, too, is like 2011. So, mm. yeah, I, I tried to show you, like, everything. I tried to push it on everybody. I was like, there's this crazy internet genre. Didn't know if you even know there was a thing, but uh, here it is. It's basically slowed down 80s music. <laughs> well, it's great, though. I, You it's, know, because... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's since evolved, but... <laughs> oh, well, it's evolved a lot, but... Um, I would say that I still really prefer the uh, the stuff you showed me back in the day, you know. Oh yeah, there was still plenty of good albums coming out at that time, but yeah, yeah, man, it was uh, that music has just branched off into like another million micro genres and sure, it's crazy now. Lo-fi hip hop that came yeah. out of that in a in a way, you know. So absolutely, yeah, and it's like huge. the popular thing now, yeah. You go into a coffee shop now, and you'll probably hear lo-fi hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I, it's just so weird because we're in 2020 right now, so we're talking almost a decade, almost a decade ago. And yeah, I, I hear I hear vaporwave or songs like vaporwave mixed into everything. I'm, I'm talking club music. I'm talking hip-hop. I'm talking like just pop in general. Like it's it's oh, yeah. everywhere. It's really crazy. It's cool that that became such a massive. Um, or it influenced so much music going forward. Yeah, it was like, um, I, I think Rihanna was the first, the album that Work is off of, you know, like the Work, Work, Work. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, that one, I listened to that full, I think it might have been an EP, it may have not even have been a full album, but every song on mm. there, or almost every song was had some type of 80s synth going on. Oh sure. And now the weekend's new style is like super eighties, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Well, again, in, in a lot of ways, Kanye was the first one to do it before anyone. He, he wasn't doing vaporwave necessarily, but bringing in that like kind of eighties electronic synthy sound, like that eight hundred eight heartbreak album, you know, like he was. Oh, that yeah. was when that came out. People were like horrified by it. They were like, "What is this <laughs> fucking shit?" <laughs> It was like that late 2000s era, too, where it was like, yeah. you know, we're going to listen to Arcade Fire and watch uh, Spike Jonze's where the, where, where the Wild Things Are, and yeah. we're going to wear flannel, and it was just like, absolutely to Fleet Foxes, and oh, I man. did like Beach House, though. I remember liking Fleet. Beach House. I don't sure. know if I ever showed you. No, I, I never... to Beach House. I, I, I never... Did. I didn't... I heard them from, I think, through you, but I never, okay. and it's funny, I credit you for a lot of things I love. You, you, you're, uh, I'm flattered. I'm getting steamed. So I was driving, uh, my girlfriend and I, we went to go see, uh, 
that David Arquette movie, the uh, wrestling David Arquette movie. Have you, have you heard about this? I haven't. It's called, it called? You can't, it's called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. And uh, he, so like, like, God, probably 15 years ago or so, maybe longer than that, maybe like 20 years ago, he was the WCW world champion in wrestling because he was the star of a movie that came out that WCW had produced called Ready to Rumble, which is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, people hate that movie, but it's just like a big fun, it's like Rush Hour, or it's like uh, National Security, you know what I mean? Just one of those dumb, fun romps from the early 2000s yeah, where it's like... it's fun to watch. Easy you know? watching. <laughs> like, yeah, abso- yeah, absolutely. It's a blast, you know? And uh, so anyway, so he, he, as a promotional thing, the wrestling company gave him the world championship, which was just, you know, everyone was really pissed about it and, and just repulsed by it. And like, that's the world championship. There's so much legacy and, and history behind that belt. So yeah. people were really people were livid that that was uh, that he got the belt, which I understand. It's not his fault though. He seems like a decent guy. Anyway, um, the the actually the documentary is really really good. I'd recommend it to anyone who's interested. He just you know David Arquette, the guy from Scream. You know he was like uh, he was Dewey that that the cop. You know. Um, I never actually he, saw those movies. So. You never saw Scream? Never saw. It. Really? I've not. I've probably seen like the edited parts of the edited TV version, but mm. never actually watched fully any of those movies <laughs> no shit i'm yeah. shocked that, i mean I, I would say go back and watch at least the first two because they're they're just so like it's funny because scary movie you know scary movie you've seen the scary movie movies yeah yeah so those are a parody of like scream and everything else but oh, like yeah. i think scream is already a parody of all the horror movies you know it, I, it, it's it's like <laughs> it, they're just so it's like super slapstick you know like everything's just yeah you know, did you ever see Angie Tribeca? It was on um, uh, Rashida Jones. I think was the main. I. She was like the main detective. Um, is that her name from I Love You, Man? Yes, I love. Right? I love. I love. Okay. I, love yeah. I love you, man. No, well, I never me saw. And my wife just watched the other day. I, I love you, man. Watched. You watched? I, yeah, I have to watch yeah. it like every other summer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. That's a great movie to be rewatching. Oh, though. it's that's it's a really so fun good. movie. <laughs> Did you ever hear it that has, theory that uh? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say it. You know, it hasn't really aged that badly. Some of the jokes are oh, maybe good. a little, you know, dicey. But, sure. Uh, <laughs> I think I think everyone's gonna be okay if they watch it. I don't think they're gonna die if they watch it. Well, you never know, though. You never know. <laughs> I might croak out right now. You really don't. You really don't. <laughs> I my favorite part of that movie was. Uh, and he was like, what do you masturbate to? He goes, oh, well, I, there's a picture of my wife in a swimsuit. And he's like, ugh, ugh, you masturbate to your wife? Ugh. he's so oh, yeah. repulsed. <laughs> he's just like so repulsed. I think that's one of the funniest things. <laughs> there's there's a, so there's many a, great lines in there, too. Just like oh, all yeah. the Peter, you know, Paul Rudd's, like, mumush and city slicker. City slicker, that's right. Yeah. And then I didn't even notice there's a part where he first enters like the man cave or whatever he has. Mm-hmm. And he's like, You Sydney's like, You want a beer? And he's like, Oh, I'll uh I'll snake a bro. He says, I'll snake a bro. <laughs> what does that mean? I'll snake a bro. Next time I'll you watch that movie, just pay attention. I that's swear so to funny. God that's what he says. That's fucking well, you know, that's so funny because you I feel like you and I 
before seeing that movie, always made weird little phrases like that about <laughs> oh, yeah. stupid shit, which I think was obviously heavily influenced by Tim and Eric. You know, and also I would say separately before we met, it seems like we both had like our own weird inflections and made up phrases. (laughs) Made up phrases. That was fun, you know. I love throwing people off. I mean, it's great. Same. Get get a smile. Even better. (laughs) Get a little smile. Get a little spank. You know, that's they always say. That's they. That's what they said back in Catholic school. (laughs) But don't get in a tank. (laughs) Don't get in a tank top. What are we even talking about? I don't know. We're talking about molestate priests. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this took a dark turn real fast. Well, that's fine. That's all right. (laughs) Have you ever seen seen Friday with, you know, Chris Tucker and Ice Cube? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my top ten favorite movies. There's a great line in that where (laughs) Ice Cube walks in. And I see this to my girlfriend all the time. This is like a joke, but she'll he'll be like, "Man, you're high all the time." And then Chris Tucker just looks at him, takes a beat, and goes, "That's all right." <laughs> my favorite part is when I forget someone says something to Ice Cube, and he's already real gone, just mm-hmm. just faded, and he's just yes, yes. <laughs> That's something that I what would he's... do. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. 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 <laughs> Ice Cube is great in that too. Oh, I Did just you love see, everybody. Uh, go ahead. I just love like the the music, and just that they're just in one location pretty much the whole time. I love movies mm-hmm. that just can kind of they're hanging out in front of the house or absolutely you know, they're on the same block the whole time. <laughs> I completely agree. I but love that. That's one of my favorite genres. You know. Oh yeah. I'm not even sure what you would call that genre. I think that's just like a really exciting thing where, uh, yeah, a character is like, we're stuck at this one location the entire two-hour film, and we're going to just have all the fun. Because, you know, there's, there's been times where, like, for example, I think this happened a lot more back in the day when we all lived together, but, like, we'd all get up around noon, we'd, like, eat a big breakfast, watch some regular show, get high, and then, like, yeah. people, would just start, people would just start showing up. And we're like, hey, what's up, Pat? Hey, what's up, Shaw? And then we would get into mischief. Then we'd go get high, and we'd stumble around the city and go to the bar on Buena, and then go to a party, and then people would come back with us. And, like, these... But it's all kind of takes place at our house, you know? Like, remember the, yeah. the winter apocalypse we had? Where we'd have people oh. would come over, and we were just trapped in the house. We'd get, we would we made that that weed peanut butter, and we watched, oh like, that, that Italian cartoon <laughs> on mute with, like, that fucking song, that Portlandia song playing constantly. <laughs> what was that, Waves? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, they were, they kind of caught on to the Vaporwave stuff early, too. Oh, I sure, I saw yeah. them release a music video... Same with Tears for Fears, oddly mm. enough. They had a music yeah. video, too, that was like, oh, this is definitely Vaporwave or like oh, sure, yeah. Space Rock, you know. But yeah. Space Rock has been around, like, that's what I, I figured out because um, of YouTube. YouTube's suggestions, mm. listening to David Lynch music, like all the Space oh. Rock stuff he's into. Sure. From, like, all his movies. And so then they'll suggest... What? What is space it's just rock? kind it, of that, like you know, Christopher Isaac reverby guitar and like. Is know, that like Chris Chris sick. Isaac? Would you call him space rock? Uh, I'm not familiar. <laughs> he has that song. He directed. I think no, David Lynch directed Chris. I think I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure David Lynch directed the Chris Isaac uh, music video for Wicked Game. You hear that song? Oh, okay, it's like, okay. 
It's very like wow, like a reverby kind of guitar, ethereal sounding, but it's like like a almost sounds like a classic kind of Elvisy kind of song. It's really strange, but it's great. I'd have to listen to it because, but yeah, it's when I was looking that up, Beach House came up, and like all these other bands that I would listen to now that are more reverby, kind of like the uh, My Bloody <clears throat> Valentine, you know. Oh, <laughs> you I know, love you like them. Oh yeah, well I like yeah, Gauntlet Hair, which. Oh, you know gauntlet I love gauntlet hair. hair. So you good. got me into gauntlet hair. Oh, damn, I love gauntlet hair. Oh. It's just that one album, too. And it was yeah, like, it's just that they one basically album. broke up after that. And now what they're. What a fucking shame. I linked you to their new thing, <clears throat> the Cindy God or whatever. Wasn't into it. Yeah, except yeah. for that one track, it was not that great. Even but that one, I was kind of like, eh. The self titled gauntlet hair album. <laughs> That's one of the so greatest good. albums in the history of music, so man. Good. It makes me want to cry just thinking about it, truly. Like, uh, it, that is... Oh, I have so much nostalgia and, like, good good feelings attached to that album, you know? Yeah. It's like the Kenmore days, which is us and, like... Yeah. Our collective, our artist collective, man. That was the best. Yeah. <laughs> I, re I like to relive that space every now and then, just go back in those moments and, like... We were just, yeah. like, eating whatever we want, like... <laughs> <laughs> Just going out, watching whatever movie, just going to different <laughs> restaurants, and we were broke all the time. Broke all the time, but it didn't matter. Because that's, that's the thing about living in Chicago that's so great, is that you can you can live so well with so little money. Yeah. Like, you don't need any fucking money to live in Chicago. Not like, really, you don't need I mean. You can, and you can live really well, like, truly. Like, we it's always lived really, really well, and we <laughs> never had money, but we had, like, yeah. we, had a, we had a blast. We always had, we did anything we wanted to. You know, oh, literally anything. <laughs> we just like pick up and leave. Like, let's just go. Hey, there's this party happening tonight. Just heard about it. It's happening yeah. in an hour. Get dressed. <laughs> yeah. You smell horrible. Maybe take a shower. I don't know. But this COVID stuff, man. I'm still on furlough. Still. Um, uh, and then my insurance and benefits got cut. Uh, on the first of August, so oh my god, yeah, dude. So it's been what the pretty, fuck, pretty bismal, but I'm trying to have a positive outlook on it. Yeah, so um, because you know there's a lot to be thankful for, and I think absolutely, idiot politicians are finally <clears throat> going to send a stimulus check. It's just you know when you know so yeah. I love that they went on recess. Not, I do not want to get political because I did, never sure. wanted to get political. But I no right a a person, especially an American, <clears throat> is like forced to be political these days. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Why is everyone so angry? Oh, this is right. okay. Cause shit's bad. <laughs> but I think you know I heard I heard an interesting thing once that someone said where they were like, every act, every choice you make. Every movie you make, every song you make, everything you make is a political statement. Because living in a society where there are politics and there are two sides or three sides or several sides, like you, you can't help but make a political statement even if you don't want to make a political statement. You know what I mean? Like, um, for example, uh, Chavik Bozeman just died, right? Yeah. And that's it's very really it's sad. really really sad. Yeah, really. Yeah, R.I.P. It's so sad. Wonderful actor. Uh, it's 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 really tragic that the first black superhero just died 
during this like horrible, very like police brutality heavy time period too. You know, it's a I, like I was saying yesterday to my girlfriend, like it's like it's like a really it's one of the worst possible beats or scenes that could happen in the horror movie that is 2020. You know what I mean? It is like a. I've, I've just had a crazy week in general, so that was just like yeah. another thing that was like. Uh, once my wife told me, I was like, "What is happening?" And I literally just thought of one of my favorite date nights was we went to go see Black Panther, and we oh, ate wow. at like a new bar that just connected to the Davis Theater. I don't know if you ever went to that theater over in like uh, I want to say it's Lincoln Park, or maybe close to Lincoln Park. Um, is it a new theater? Uh, it's an older one, but it used to be really run down, and they completely mm. remodeled it. But um, oh wow, yeah, it was awesome. And I actually was kind of upset at um, the graphics <clears throat> in that movie. Yeah, Excuse I would agree me. with that. But it was still a really awesome plot line, and um, Black Panther and the other movies like Infinity War. Whew, that opening shot of Wakanda in Infinity War with the like, yeah. horns coming in and it's like the yeah. Matrix soundtrack. It's like... And you have like all the timbales going at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Oh, so cool. So, so cool. cool. That, was the, that was my favorite part of Infinity War. Just that yeah. opening shot with the like spaced Wakanda text like across the screen. Yeah, I love when they do that because it reminds me of Blade Runner, and I love when they like. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm so glad more people are doing that because I think it looks, especially mm-hmm. in sci-fi's, the like broad text across with the space letters. Yes, like it's getting overused a little bit now, but uh, it looks so cool in my opinion. It looks so cool. It looks so. I agree. Well, because like I think Civil War does that a lot too, where it'll say yeah. like. Moscow or whatever the hell country you know different countries they go to, um, I do love that. I, I love those those the Russo brothers Marvel films are just like perfection. It's like it took them a while to kind of nail like perfection because like I, I would say that you could take the Dark Knight trilogy and say those are you know those are maybe the best super movies ever made. I mean maybe it's all press personal preference, but like they're the most kind of cinematic and grounded and kind of like uh, widely accepted as like the best, if you will. And I feel like the the Russo brothers uh, Marvel films are to come so close to touching the perfection of the Dark Knight trilogy. You know what I mean? In terms of just like this kind of grounded, they take the characters and the stakes so seriously, and that's what you want. You know, you want people to yeah. take it seriously. They do. I will. You know, like I enjoy a lot of Marvel movies, and there's a lot of fluff in many of them. But many I, of them, the, yeah. The plot is pretty dynamic. Like, you have to really pay attention in each film to get every single detail. And it goes back yeah. to the comics, I guess, which I haven't read. But uh, I, I watch a lot of, like, internet videos where they do, like, a video essay and they tie in, you know, uh, comic book, like, actual comic books. And they list the year. And then they're like, well, this is where that's from. And... So I mm-hmm. watched some of that stuff just to kind of understand because I never really, you know, I didn't re- really read a lot of comics. So. Sure, yeah. But uh, it's just so interesting, so detailed and layered. And I, I like that aspect of it. And then yeah. visually it looks cool. Um, but I was actually going to get into this later, but my one complaint about all these superhero movies is yeah. I wish 
Marvel and DC <clears throat> films. And maybe Nolan we can leave alone because he's got his own aesthetic, and I like that. But I wish they were more like Scott Pilgrim, like actual comic mm, book yeah. style and edited like that. Like they could still make it, you know, more machismo and Hollywood sure. and yeah. whatever, whatever. Do what you want with the superheroes. And But why can't we have like kind of, um, what was the other movie I was thinking of that kind of... Oh, I was thinking of Evil Dead, actually, where it's like, oh, sure, really gory, really pretty freaky, pretty scary, yeah. but also it's a little, it has it it it's aware of the fantastical nature of itself. So it's sure, like you, it's kind of funny, you know, <laughs> you kind yeah. of laugh at it a little bit. So like, and that's kind of Scott Pilgrim a little bit, but it's a little more Scott Pilgrim's a little more. But if they would kind of take the Scott Pilgrim and Evil Dead and, like, put it into the new, um, like, that kind of flow and editing into the superhero movies, I think yeah. it would be a lot more interesting. <laughs> but keep the I completely plays. agree. I like the yeah. screenplays. It's just, like, I'm getting so bored with the fast cuts and, like, <laughs> the Capri Sun Silver Surfer, <laughs> like, jello-y cgi and everything yeah silvery jello-y like yeah uh, shiny like no yeah well i mean (laughs) and that was actually one of one of of my big complaints about and again i love all the i love the infinity war movies and the end game i love those movies but one of my one of the only things i don't like about those movies is uh that uh thanos's children are all CGI, whereas Gamora, Gamora and Nebula are real people in makeup, and they look really fucking cool. Like Nebula exactly. is one of my one of my favorite designs is Nebula's oh. design, and one of my favorite characters is Nebula. She's just so on just edge, you know. Of the galaxy in general. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. Out, yeah. Well, I was gonna bring that up when you were saying your point earlier about the Scott Pilgrim esque. Uh, kind of elements of a comic book. Like, I agree. I think Scott Pilgrim is one of the greatest comic book movies in it because it feels like a comic book. And I would say that uh, Guardians One feels kind of like that. It's fun and it's light and it's colorful and it's and it's and it's and it's taking the stakes are still taken very seriously, but it's allowing itself to be light and fun and frothy and like what you want, you know. And um, yeah. I would say another really great uh, version of what you're describing is uh, like Thor Ragnarok. I think is also another oh, really okay. light, yeah. light, colorful. Just goofy, but like there are some, some the emotional stakes are there. I will say that Thor Ragnarok feels very very light sometimes, almost towards like are there even stakes in this movie? But that's okay because yeah. it's it, it's a it's a blast, you know. Um, and again, I my opinion doesn't matter because it made billions of dollars, so <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> but I love that movie. It's so much fucking. Fun. I love that movie. Um, I but I was love just thinking, <laughs> yeah, it's just so it's so fun. And I think again, there needs to be space for movies like that. I, I, did you see that new? Uh, did you see the Birds of Prey movie? Uh, I didn't. That's the one I didn't watch, and I'm almost done with um, Suicide Squad. I'm like more than halfway through that right now. What, what do you think good. of that? Pretty you know good. what? Not a bad, really not a bad movie. People shit on Suicide Squad. I think there's a thing yeah, that we have which, in our culture now where everyone bandwagon hates things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, it was, like, I hadn't seen, I just watched Justice League and just watched 
you know, <laughs> almost finished Suicide Squad. And so before that, when they first came out, people were like ripping them apart on equal teams. Yeah. But Suicide yeah. Squad is way, way leagues above Justice League. Leagues. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Suicide Justice Squad is not a minor league. Am I right? <laughs> You know what? It's a fucking shame, but you're right. It's a shame! The first Justice League movie is the minor leagues. If you're... It's one of the worst I don't care about Zack seen, yeah. Snyder's cut. I mean... There's... What's he gonna do? Have less Marthas in the film? Like, listen, listen. Get out of here. Get I will here. say this. I will say this on the, on the note of Martha. Batman versus Superman. Okay. <laughs> The, have you seen the ultimate cut? There's have you nothing s- you could tell me. Have you that. seen the ultimate cut? <laughs> have you seen the ultimate cut? <laughs> Batman versus Superman. The theatrical cut is trash. But have you seen okay. the ultimate cut? Have you seen the three-hour director's cut? I admit I have not I'll seen I'll tell you right now. Do you have HBO Max? What? Do you have HBO Max? <laughs> Like, was that English? About <laughs> <laughs> how? Uh, well, that was too fast for any human to comprehend. It's listen. Yes, I have HBO Max, and it's incredible. Mine it's is, is incredible. Dude, with LG and Amazon right now, which is just ridiculous. What's so basically, their I I spent six hours trying to figure this out. You can't <laughs> cast, you know, like video casting onto TV yeah. and stuff from your phone. Mm-hmm. Or tablet or whatever, you cannot cast iPhone or HBO Max's uh, screen share onto any LG TV or Amazon <clears throat> Fire Stick. My God, I don't know if that's still in effect now, but it was like a couple months ago when I was trying to, I was just trying to watch uh, Spirited Away. I was trying to show oh. my niece Spirited Away, which is a gorgeous yeah. film, perfect and movie. I had to go through some, you know torrent site but don't admit to that it was only 720p you can't <laughs> i want that crisp 1080 <laughs> i want that 4k ultra <laughs> i uh I oh slam you don't want that you don't want that <laughs> Or the chokey. Um. <laughs> no, you can't continue the conversation after saying artichoke. I can. <laughs> I just love that the um came right after. <laughs> um, anyway. This is very important, though, is that you have to watch Batman versus Superman, the ultimate okay. edition, the three hour cut. Because I'm telling you, dude. I am a person who I hated the theatrical cut. When I saw B- BVS, as they call it, when I saw that in the theaters, I, I mean, I, I was furious. I was angry. I was upset. I was like, "This is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life." But then I watched the uh, director's cut, the ultimate cut, and I'm telling you, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, like Batman vs Superman is so crucial for the rest of the movies too, because it's yeah. So cool. I don't really know everything, but like the whole Dark World thing and Steppenwolf being released, that was all Lex Luthor. So like, 
That needs to. I feel like that. I didn't really get that when I watched, and I only watched Batman vs Superman once. But it was like right, literally after that, Martha. <laughs> your your mom's name's Martha. So is mine. Guess we're best friends. Let me tell you something. Like, if you, hold, on, uh, hold on, hold on. After that, well, I'm just saying. After that, I took. Okay. But now you're telling me there's a there's a different cut that's. Maybe Let me tell you better. something. So I'll check Let that me, out. Because 100%. only because. The story is Krush. That story it's is Krush. It's Et to Krush. And uh, the, the biggest thing is, is that... <laughs> the, the you okay. listening that don't know, the common Nick Collins phrase here was Et to Brute. Like Et to Brute. The Shakespearean quotes. <laughs> and he, if something was brutal, it would be a Et to Brute. Yeah, it's a fun et way of a spicing up the word brutal a little bit. It's like that diarrhea was et to brute, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's, so <laughs> it's funny because like that was such a, at least for me, and I imagine other elementary schools that we went to, like people our age at that time, <clears throat> were like learning that stuff. Those those same Shakespearean stories. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, why are you bringing up this '90s curriculum right now? Because it's just, the word, that phrase, et tu brutal, has been in my head for so many years. And then when I started saying, oh, brutal, brutal, for some reason, my mind just naturally paired brutal, et tu brute, and then like, et tu brute. That's it's like, uh, Yeah. I'm like, I got this. Uh, Back to Batman vs. Superman. Back to, back to, I'm telling you, I'm, I, I'm telling you. This movie, The Ultimate Cut, is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it is, they, so the theatrical cut literally, I think, eliminated an hour of movie from the from the from the actual version of it. And in the okay. version that came out in theaters, they removed almost all of Clark Kent's like personal scenes where he's investigating the Batman. He's looking into the Batman, and you and you really understand once they get to the fight between the two of them, it really like I don't know. It really it's a it's a wonderful payoff because. Clark spends so much time just like, what the fuck is this Batman guy's problem? And he goes to Gotham and he interviews people in Gotham and they're like, yeah, it's a little fucked up. He's kind of, you know, he's kind of a, a, a bad guy, but he does some good things, you know. And he's like, it's just such an interesting movie about this 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 reporter who is Superman and his his life is like part of his life is about like you know all these news reports about he's God, but he's a dangerous God. But then you cut to his real life and he's like, I'm like a I'm a decent guy. I'm just trying to you know be a good person and do the right thing. And he does this like. He gets really involved in this investigation about the Batman. He's like, I'm thinking the Batman's just no good. He's he's kind of like he shouldn't be the the, the the executioner of these people. And so then you get Bruce Wayne's it's funny story. That's like typically Batman's role is to investigate. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. So cool. It's okay. so cool because Clark is an investigative journalist, you know, for the Daily Planet, yeah. and they cut all those scenes out. And I'm telling you, when you watch the three hour cut, it is like this beautiful epic masterpiece about all these different themes and ideas and about friendship and about empathy and compassion and about having the wrong view. It, it, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's a wonderful movie. It's a wonderful movie. The only thing that's bad is, and again, I don't want to talk shit about people because we're in the industry and I don't want to like, you know, ruin our careers, but I'm not the <laughs> biggest fan of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. I'll just say that. Not a big fan. But, uh... I think that movie is fucking perfect. He was great in the social so network good. for all those listening. <laughs> he was good in the social network. <laughs> he was good in that. Um, 
anyway, so I, um, oh, a little side it? note, and uh, maybe we'll talk about this. Trent Reznor is and Atticus Ross are um, doing the some of the composition for that new Pixar movie Soul, which I just heard about in a like a video call he just had. Really, some interview, which is insane. Like. You go from like '80s. It, you started pop industrial in the '80s, basically. Wow. To like goth guy, and then now you're a composer for Pixar. Like, what? <laughs> that is so fucking cool. I love. I man, did you hear their? I'm assuming you heard their Watchmen score, the show. Oh yeah. I oh. was listening to it while they were talking about it. You got to watch. Oh really? like a, I think it's like an almost an hour long video conference with Atticus mm. Ross and Trent Reznor and I don't know who the guy is but definitely worth a watch because they, they definitely talk watch about it. their process on social network on uh, wow Watchmen and on Soul they talk about their process the fact so Soul cool. Soul already looks really really interesting and good and it knowing does. that they're going to be the fucking sound of that movie is so exciting wow yeah that's really cool and it's all like, of course, someone else is going to do all the jazz compositions, you know, mm-hmm. for when they show him in his band or whatever. But when they're in that, like, ethereal plane, that's going to be all their stuff. Um, that's kind of what he hinted at. So Wow. It should be interesting, but it's that, just, it just blew my mind. <laughs> that, blows, that blows my ass mind. <laughs> yes. I did not talk about Poundhouse on this podcast, but I will because it's one of my favorite web series of all time. Me I know too. The title yeah, sounds weird, but the the main dude DJ Doug Pound, great content. great content. Brent Weinbach, one of the greatest, one of the funniest people in the world. Did you see a uh, regular show, the JG Quintel's new show, Close Enough? I did, and I was a little. There were it had its moments. It was it started really, I wouldn't say like strong, but it started pretty funny, and then yeah, just kind of fell off. And I don't know what was really wrong with it. It just it it was just like not. Um, it didn't feel like it was having fun, <laughs> like regular show. Sure. And regular show got into that for a couple seasons too. Like I stopped yeah. watching it for a couple seasons because it was just, it was getting too it into the <clears throat> drama and like yeah. trying to become like a, like I'm not trying to watch the OC here, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I you okay. know I uh, I love seventh as heaven you know. out of here. <laughs> and let me see especially that bad. Remember they brought that goat guy in the goat boy. Oh, hated that. What was his hate, name? James? Probably. Something. Stupid. Well, and I, I also I was really interested. <laughs> I hated that, too. Uh, well, and again, I'm a, I, I love the regular. I watching it, actually. Yeah, I same. I want to say it's around that time when they brought that character on. I was like, just leave it. You have enough characters. You don't <sighs> need any more. You have plenty <laughs> of characters. Yeah. Well, and also, I don't need anyone. I, I, I never want to watch a show. Oh, no, I should rephrase it. I, I never want to watch regular show if it's not... Only Rigby and Mordecai, and then like appearances from the side characters. I don't need all these side characters to have their own. Ep- like Pops is the worst character in that show. I hate Pops. He only works as a joke to be like, oh, oh you know, like that. He, when he shows up, sometimes it's funny. I can't but get I on board with him. 
I hate I pops. I hate pops. The voice. Uh, and, and pops episodes. Really have any oh. funny lines? Like I don't no. know why. <laughs> he's he's just not funny. But, but maybe uh, he's like that. Maybe he's just that pinch of uh, I don't know paprika that just kind of brings all the other characters out. <laughs> he just pushes all the attention toward that. I think well because again when he shows up when he shows up for like a quick moment of like oh it's it's funny. But don't give me a whole episode about this motherfucker, because I don't want it. Uh, but I will say that close enough, um, I would agree. I think that the later episodes weren't as strong as the first couple episodes. But I, I, I genuinely really liked the show a lot. And I, I am looking forward to a season two. I think it's just a really solid animation. It's a, it's a really solid adult animation that's not too vulgar. There's still that little bit of regular show energy where it's like kind of fun and gets crazy. But I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to season two. I, I did like it. Um, but I would say that, yeah, I, I do think my favorite episode was probably episode two, when they were in that uh, bar in Silver Lake, and they were like, no one over 30 can be here, we're going to kill you. You know, that, oh, yeah. <clears throat> that was really, that was also very to, relatable. Uh, Logan's Run. That was pretty good. Yes, <laughs> that was great. That was great. I so, rarely, yeah. I, you rarely see a Logan's Run reference these days. Right. <laughs> well, just for the best. But, uh, you know, it's... <laughs> I need to find that clip. Remember, we kept rewinding it, and it was like when he gets in that pod, and it's got all those like screams. Oh, the crazy sound, sound and, and like stuff! Crazy sound. It's like a yeah. A it's like a beat. Yes, and it sounds so cool. It, it just it's, like it, it, yeah. I can't remember what that's. It, you yeah, yeah. I cannot remember what the scene is called, but I know what you're talking about. Because it's like, it's like, oh! Like, whoa, wait, what's happening? What? I mean, that's a scene that, like, without that sound design, it wouldn't be as cool. But it's, it's like, the, one of my favorite scenes in the history of movies because of that phenomenal sound design. Oh. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm too dark right now compared to you. Whoa! <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, my I'm lighting. <laughs> no, I think you look good. I think I, I look so white that I almost look translucent. Uh, that's how it's supposed it's... To, my light's off, or like my light is dying now. I uh, I think you look. I think your your lighting light looks great. I think I think I see you. Okay. Though. I, I can still evenly see you. I have a ring okay, light cool, going. Cool. I, I think All I right. look so. I look too white. I look but like this is a, you have like the YouTube. The Look. YouTube ring light, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also making me realize I should, I should... have, but <laughs> no. I think I need to like get a I think I need to get a tan because uh I'm starting to look like a fucking <laughs> starting to look like one of these Neanderthal Gauls back white in the day. Walker these... over here. <laughs> Let's just say I've been whitewashed. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about season five of Game of Thrones. We don't need or, to. No, no, the last <laughs> season. Was that the last season? I don't even remember. I have no, I think it was it season was so seven. <laughs> well oh, there's six. A six. I liked pieces yeah. of it. I liked. I liked. You know. I liked a lot of. I liked a lot about it. Um, I would say my only thing I hated was I don't like uh, Khaleesi becoming evil. It's just like no. I don't want to. I hated that. Yeah. Because she. Just, there was never any hint of that. You know. It was. I think it was the last few episodes for me. It was just like a waste of time. Like. Why are we watching these characters like wander around environments and stuff? Like, add to yeah. the plot. <laughs> the coolest thing too, which has been used before in a couple of films, because 
every film that used it before was pointing fingers was the um the what's her name ari <clears throat> with the knife drop and catch. oh Ar- Ar- aria aria yeah yeah like that was a cool move but i loved that like, oh that was super yeah. cool <laughs> oh that was really cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, it was like stolen from other movies. But whatever, it was still cool, and I was waiting for that moment. But I wish they would have used. Uh, I thought like Brandon was gonna be, like be used more with his vision and everything. Like, oh sure, yeah. Up so much, yeah. And it just kind of fell off. That was like the one thing I was yeah. Because that that Hodor moment stuck with me. Powerful. That's like the really. That's probably the most layered context, powerful scene in all of Game of Thrones to me. I don't know why. It yeah. really stuck with me. So Super it was powerful. Just like, yeah. Oh, what? Like he's been yeah, that was incredible. the whole time because there was like a time rift. <laughs> because I mean, someone was yeah. in another time intervening. Like That's so uh, fucking cool. Well, that reminds me of like that's a, such a comic booky kind of moment, you know? Like, and I, and I believe that George R. R. Martin was a massive comic book fan growing up, because he like wrote letters to the to like Stan Lee and stuff, and they were, they were published in the back of books, you know? Yeah. Uh, it just it, that was like a great one, one of my favorite moments in the history of TV was that moment. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, the, the finale just, wasn't too wasn't too into it. Yeah. <clears throat> what are you yeah, drinking? Like the, oh, I have some uh, acolchium. It's a Polish beer. Oh, so these are good? these are tall boys. Look at this, bro. Five point six percent. It was Ugh. four bucks for four. Four bucks. Really? For four. Yeah. Wow, that's a great deal. And five point six percent. Come on. You have you drink? Uh, no, you really can't. I, have you drank um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer? No, but I've seen it because the only reason I've seen it, and I'm gonna give a shout out to this rapper if he ever <clears> listens <throat> to this, um, Tyv Takashi. He changed his name, but he was really into Stone Cold. Mm. And I'll, I'll have to send you a link. Excuse me. Ooh, getting a little carbonated in, inside of me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he was part of one of my my second art exhibit. Um, but he was really into Stone Cold and he shot a whole video with like cutscenes from Stone Cold Steve Austin and they're going to like some hood liquor store buying Stone Cold like tall boys because they're tall Wait, boys, right? Stone Cold's in the video? No, 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 no. He, I mean, just clips of, you know, oh, okay, okay. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cut it with. But they like it's really good editing, like the line cool. with like the S- send me that video gas station and stuff. Yeah, I'll send, send me the video. That sounds awesome. Yeah, maybe we can link it down below. Check him out. He's yeah, a let's do Chicago it. Chicago rapper. I Absolutely. Don't know if he's Absolutely. Still doing stuff, but I'll let him know. <clears throat> I give him a shout out. <laughs> that sounds great. I'd love to. Anyone we can give a little bit of, you know, uh, what's what I'm looking for. Exposure to you know that's that's people who are talented. That's awesome. That's what I want to yeah. do is. Help expose wonderful talent to people who no one knows about to a massive audience. You know, I definitely want to curate another exhibit for that because it just felt great finding first finding these artists online. Sure, and yeah. Just talking to them because it's like, oh, we talk the same. You know, we're yeah, yeah. The, 
you know what's going on internet-wise uh, lately, and also you make <coughs> some pretty interesting art. And uh, would you do this for free? But it's free exposure. Yeah, and they usually agree to it because they're not, you know, they're not tied to any company or anything. Yeah. So, well, you should move to LA, and then we could. Do, I'll do my screening series short round that I curate, and we can combine it with your art curation and make one big mega uh, event. Uh, I would love that. That'd be cool. <laughs> I uh, I miss because my last art ex- my first art art exhibit was in 2016, which was crazy. I was just watching. But that video I sent of my other podcast, yeah, I just which I I, I listened to it all the way through. I thought it was great. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, awesome. Um, but yeah, I was talking a lot about that. Yeah, you know, just like and there was the images, video artists. of it, you know. Yeah, and uh, I had people just come take pictures and <clears> record <throat> video, and it was in Ukrainian village of all places in Chicago. Oh wow. <laughs> um, it was at this like really rich dude that went to my church. Uh, he was like a neuroscientist or something, mm. and he just owned this giant loft that used to be a horse's stable back in like the 1800s. That's so cool. Into apartments, so that's why you see so much brick in there. Oh but, sure, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was awesome, and we just that's had awesome. some beers, some hors d'oeuvres. Had a bunch of friends come over. Damn. There was even he even had like an open porch <clears throat> area, and I set up a projector out there and just had like a looping art video with like music and stuff. I want to get back to that, man. That's so Woo. cool. Yeah, dude, I, I can relate because I, I really miss having those screenings because it was this really cool atmosphere of like all these different like oh. indie filmmakers would show up and some people who are like really doing it are there too, you know, and there's, you know, you play all kinds of just a different variety of films and it's just a, and there was weed, there was booze, there was a keg, you could get high, you, there, there was a tattoo guy, there was a guy doing tattoos in the back, like it was like one of the greatest environments at first. The, the last two kind of sucked because the guy... I curated it with, um, he just lost interest in doing it um, because of some other guy who was working on it. He didn't like that guy. They butted heads, whatever. Yeah. But um, So I think I might I think I might wind up doing this a new thing without either of them because there was kind of three guys involved. Or I might, you know, keep doing it with them. Who fucking knows? I think when the, when the COVID stuff blows over, everyone's going to be dying to, to go to a fun event. So that might be a, a good thing to bring back. And then I think you should do the same thing, you know. And I, yeah. we gotta We got to figure out a way to combine both of our events into one, you know. Well, it'd be nice to do like a. I don't know. I could I could do stuff. Um, it's hard to tell what the future is going to bring, man. Especially with I know. what's going on right now. But yeah, uh, I would like to do like virtual stuff. Of course, you know that would be that's actually a cool concept if we could have our exhibits at the same time. That'd be sick. Just, yeah. Like you can. I just have video live streams playing. Maybe like a three sixty view or because. Um, there's this one thing I do on YouTube when I'm on the Amazon Fire Stick and with like my nieces and nephews and they love it. They think they're playing a video game. I'll play like 360 videos of whatever, like Trolls or Star Wars or whatever. Mm. And they're using the Amazon like ring, you know, pointer buttons to like look around. So maybe do something like that where people yeah. can, like browse your exhibit from Chicago and then browse my exhibit from LA we'll both have 360 cameras set up you know something That'd be like really, that I think that's like awesome cool, yeah. interactive and then we're both doing our separate thing we don't have to move or fly <laughs> I would love to you know if we had the you, stuff you but. should move <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh 
I I mean, I love Chicago though, but I love Chicago too. I've thought about it. I've thought about it. There is you know the thing about LA too right now is that everyone that I know is like moving. Everyone's leaving LA because of the COVID because it just it's just not going away for some reason. Um, yeah. But I'm very grateful. I you know very blessed that I haven't got, that I haven't gotten it. My girlfriend hasn't gotten it. We have a you know we're able to live in our house and not leave the house and we're not like really we're not like struggling or suffering you know and I'm very 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 grateful for that. Um, you know I know a lot of people are really suffering and struggling and like I, I my life is you know because I'm a freelancer a lot of my time is spent just in my office anyway you know so I, yeah. nothing is nothing has changed too much. The big change is that. Just the big personal blows, like you know, my fucking web. I moved out to LA, and I made you know, and, and I tried to get funding for something, and then I got funding for a, for a web series. I got someone else's money, which is like a huge accomplishment for a filmmaker, you know. And then these people let me do whatever I wanted. They 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 let me make whatever I want. They didn't give me directions and rules. I got to make this weird ass thing with you know beach, this weird sci-fi thing. And then I got into South by Southwest, which is like the biggest achievement you could ask for, you know, one of the biggest achievements you could ask for. And then South by gets taken away from me, you know, so that that really hurt and that really fucking sucked and really hurt me. But there's people who are who have it so much worse, you know. And I think that's when you gotta just be grateful. It's like you know, at least I have an apartment. At least I I'm living with someone who I love. At least at least I have my health. At least you know I'm not dead. My life's not over. Nothing's you know my career's not over. Uh, I don't know why I was going with, where I was going with that, but uh. Looking at the oh, positives, like I was look, look, earlier. Look at the positives. Absolutely, look at the positives. Yeah. And then, you know, something my girlfriend always says is like, when you know, because sometimes, you know, I'll get really down or miserable or sad about a thing that's not going right. Or one of the big things that, that keep happening in, in my career right now is producers and like people who are like big names or like have are, or work for big name companies are like, we're interested in you. We love you. You're a genius. Your work is fucking awesome. We want to do something with your projects and do something with you. And it's like, Oh my god! And then I'll call my parents like guys, ah! and then my girlfriend and I are like, ah, we're gonna, you know, everything's working out. And then a week will pass, and two weeks will pass, and it's like, oh, why aren't they getting back to me? Why haven't they reached out? And then you're like, oh yeah, well, we're not really gonna do anything right now, actually. It's like, oh, maybe like in a, maybe like after the pandemic, or uh, it's like, I'm get my hopes keep getting up because people are like, you're great, you're great, this is awesome. And then like nothing will happen, and so that's been that hurts. But uh, again, all you can do is keep trying. And my girlfriend, what I was gonna say, my girlfriend, what she always says is. Um, sitting and suffering and thinking about how things aren't working out and sitting and thinking about the badness. Is that going to help you? Is that going to make you get further? No. So stop doing that because it's not helping you in any way. True. And it's like, you're right, True. you know. Um, eh, she says it, she says it a lot more other... kind than I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true, though. I mean, we have a – and that's what I keep on telling, you know, my wife it's just like we have other people that depend on us so sure we need to keep trying for them because if they're not going to lift themselves up maybe we can do that but we got to stay positive and stuff and it's not easy you know i'm i'm t saying it but some days i wake up and it's like this is monotonous yeah. this is yeah doing the same thing over and over again and I'm trying to find something new to do every day, especially being out of work, and it's it's sure. hard. So I definitely yeah. get that, but it's good. We are blessed, you know. We still have our health. We're still breathing. We're still waking yeah. up every day. We're still living. You know, we're not homeless and we're not sick. You know, so yeah, we're still able to eat and drink water and stuff. So, um, and just like do stuff like this. Like I can still do a podcast. You know. 
with my buddy in LA from Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's great. I mean, we get to do this. You know, we get to do this. This isn't like that's again. I'm so grateful for that. You know, there, there's always a thousand yeah. things to be grateful for. In the end of the day, no matter how bad things get, it's like think about focus on the good. If you focus on the good, then you're not really suffering anymore because suffering is all up here. You know, and, it, yeah. and if you just if you dwell on the bad things, then you will be miserable. But if you just don't dwell on it, and it's hard, it's hard. But something my girlfriend always says is like, choose one good thing and then start from there. Yeah. If it's like, what's yeah. one good thing? Are you saying that everything sucks in your life? It's like, okay, well, uh, okay, well, I, I, I have, uh, I have a great girlfriend that I love. It's like, great. Focus on how great, how much you love her, and how great that feels. And then it'll build to something else. Like, okay, well, um, you know, I, I no, you know, I, I did whatever. This great, I did to get this accomplishment. Oh, you know, I do have this. I do have that. Like, I, I am doing this. I am. I'm happier now, whatever. It's like, it'll, it'll start to uh, snowball into a positive, massive cloud of goodness versus like, yeah. this went wrong and this went wrong and this went wrong and this went wrong. And it's just no way to live, you know? I know it's easy to snowball into the negative or the positive. Yeah. So it's like, let's Very much. into the positive. <laughs> Stay in the positive because you don't need to be miserable. Yeah. And I was actually going to say earlier, I brought up just, um, you know, back in the day when we had our artist collective going on and um i was even re-watching beasts uh today i was i restarted it again because i was oh good (laughs) i love this it's not only did it happen in our apartment and you shot it in our apartment but it it reminds me of just our artist struggle during that time we were (sighs) yeah we were even even worse spot but we were having a better time and yeah i can't even imagine what would happen if like the pandemic was happening during then but just the just the like opportunity we had and like the drive and the adrenaline from just being broke and being hungry for work and uh it feels like that now again um and i need to remind myself and i think all artists need to remind themselves like this is the starving artist this is where you get your best work is in these dark times if you're having bad thoughts if you're having you know depression or anxiety or whatever you're worried about just use that to feel you know your next project to feel yeah what you need to push you forward so because that's what a starving artist is like we're down in the dumps and we're building from the ground up and that's kind of awesome just that yeah. journey that's what we watch in movies we watch yeah any these characters go through this whole you know this whole storyline the ups and downs and going through the motions so just seeing that we're going through that right now so yeah if we can build and make some awesome art out of it that would be like a movie right there you know absolutely absolutely yeah i i, I couldn't agree more i think the more you suffer the more you struggle if you turn yeah you can do that is when you can turn that into an amazing story or an amazing the thing you've always wanted to do, you can do in those moments. It's like, well, what else am I going to do? Am I going to sit here and be fucking miserable? Or am I going to sit here and just and try even harder? I'll just try even harder. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Because that time period was a really... We were so f- free and motivated. And we were broke. And we were struggling. We, we didn't... We weren't even close to where we are today. But we still... We're like, we're going to do it, though. It's all going to work out. It, you know? Yeah. That was... Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and it did. Like, we got to... Maybe not, like, the peak of our career but we're in a lot better places than we were back then I would yeah say, you know absolutely absolutely so we have some nice things we're able to eat food we want and you know do some nice maybe not this year but 
after we got out of college, I feel like a lot of us, especially you and I, you know, we're still grinding and somehow able to manage getting these awesome one-off gigs, which is still something, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. We're not steady union people, but there's a lot of people that never do that. They just, they're just freelancers in Hollywood or wherever, New York. And that's, they get to still meet awesome, famous people and work with, work with huge unions as a freelancer. So, or with union people, I've worked with union people all the time. So I think we're in the best situation artistically because uh, we just don't want to get into that drone mindset either. And that's what I kind of felt like, you know, not to bash unions, but when I was trying to get into the, you know, union here for sound, it was uh, a little mafia-like. <laughs> and I wasn't wasn't too into that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I was like, eh, well, maybe we'll just uh, slow down, and I'm, I'm just going to do the freelance thing, and I'll keep my 9 to 5, because that way at least... I can do some like indie narratives because I like working on the narrative stuff. But yeah. I like commercial stuff too because yeah. the commercial stuff you get to work with like chefs. Like I was working with Smithfield for a while doing their like internal sales videos and they would bring me to Merchandise Mart at the chopping block. It's like a restaurant where they train students and like eat the food there. Like customers can oh, okay. buy food and buy oh, merchandise wow. there. So we were working cool. with these like three star chefs and you know they're prepping the food they have a whole room to take pictures of it and then it comes back out and the whole crew's just like digging in oh awesome and it's like that's awesome. commercial stuff yeah so that's cool you know and that's all freelance you know i don't have a yeah. union card so then yeah. you don't either you know you're just no. doing you're just picking up these gigs because you know how to you know how to talk to people and you're not an a-hole and you're friendly and you know you can keep a connection <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been grateful of that, that that is a thing, you know. That is one of the biggest things about, I think, one, same as you, though. You're, you're a good person, you're kind, and you're nice, and you're also good at what you do. And I think that's the biggest thing of all is, like, just don't be a dick to people and shit will work out, you know. And if and you have to be good. And I'm not yeah. saying that, like, oh, yeah. a, anyone can be good set. if you just work hard enough. You know, you can, everyone yeah. can be good. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, is like, just, like, just don't be a prick. And also, be, just be genuine. Because be, yeah. that's the thing, like... You can tell when someone's not being genuine. You can tell when someone just wants you or wants to use you or wants to get something from you. Uh, we all can tell that. So just just genuinely, I think also like it all starts from a place of a uh, because you know I I network like crazy out here and I, especially when I first moved here I was networking like like crazy and that's how a lot of good gigs came my way and opportunities came my way. Um, but and again, but I always operated from a place of like I genuinely want to be your friend. I genuinely want to know you. I genuinely. I know if nothing comes from this, I don't care. Like I just want, I just want yeah. friends. I want people. I want to like to have good people in my life, and I think exactly. people can sense exactly. that energy. And they're like, oh, you're not trying to get, you're yeah. not trying to like get me. You're just trying to be like kind. Like, yeah, I'm just here. Well, you know what I mean. Like, I, I think my big thing is I don't really ask people for anything. I just ask to like hang out, and then exactly. from there things can can happen from that. But it's I'm the if, same you're, way. if you're like, I just want to yeah. dive into the experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Make some new contacts along, some new friends. You know. Yeah. If your like, motivation is how can I get someone to help me, then you're gonna fail. Yeah. But if your motivation is I just want to like have a bunch of good people in my life and I want and I want I and I want to give kindness and love to other people, then everything's gonna work out because it all just it's all just you just stay in that goodness and good just good keeps coming. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And it really so. infects. You know. It's 
it's contagious, I should say. Yeah. As cheesy Absolutely. as it sounds, but it is. It's the truth. Other people it's around the truth. you will start feeding off of that, even all types of people, you know. Yeah, any absolutely. Any person of any age, you know. Absolutely, like, yeah. Even kids, they just... Uh, there was a funny story where I was, uh, and we'll get into the Batmans, <laughs> <laughs> but there was a funny story where like this kid, uh, my wife, she was doing face painting at like her cousin's party and there was a bunch of kids there. She was doing like face painting for them. Mm-hmm. This kid, he looks just like one of my nephews. Never met this kid before. He comes charging at me and like, just starts hitting me like, ah! not like hard, just like playing. Sure, yeah. And uh, exactly something that nephew would do, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I never met you. You look just like, but like kids, if you're just good all the time and you just yeah. give off that energy, literally that will happen. Like they just Absolutely. know, like oh, you're a fun guy. You know, I don't have to worry about you. You're not gonna be weird or absolutely angry yeah. or you know bitter about nothing (laughs) well i think that kids i mean (laughs) this is kids are like animals and uh, then bear with me here where it's like i think that (laughs) uh, (laughs) well and what i mean i mean kids and animals if they stay if they keep away from you because they they can like sense sense energy better than we can as adults you know we're like they can sense your energy and if your vibes are like they're creepy. They want to hurt me. They're going to get the fuck away from you. But if they're... Vi- and this is not every not every single example is like that. Some kids just don't want to be around around adults for whatever reason. But I think that if yeah. a kid like runs to you and wants to be around you, and if an animal loves you and wants to be around you, that probably means that they can sense that you're like decent and good and you have good intentions, you know? And obviously there's that's not a strict rule. But I think more often yeah. than not, that is something that like kids and dogs and animals can sense. Like, oh, you don't want to hurt me. You're, you're good. Yeah. I can approach you, you know? As long as that animal doesn't have, like, previous abuse of some type, usually yeah. nine times out of ten, that's the case. Like, they can Absolutely. if you're... And I've always... I never knew that was, like, a thing. But even when I was a kid and I was like, if I'm just cool, this dog's going to be cool. And yeah. it's always... Even though they, like, jump up on you if it's a big dog, it's like, whoa, watch the nips. What? They're tendies. <laughs> uh, but they're just being friendly, so it's it's fine. And, uh, but yeah. when I got older, I was like, oh, that's, like, a scientific thing. And, like, yeah. Dogs are crazy. like. But uh, cats, too. But right now, like, it's funny you said the animals versus kids thing because during this pandemic, I feel like with – you know, people being home more, kids and animals are just going nuts right now. I, I can't even imagine. They're on a hundred. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we hear, because my, my girlfriend, I really want her, I want to get a dog really bad, right? And she does not want a dog, which she's like, I'm open to it maybe someday, but our apartment isn't really big enough for a dog by any means, at least not for a big dog. And we're, we're both really busy with our career and shit, and... It'd be like it's almost like having a kid and neglecting it. I don't want to neglect an animal, but I really want yeah. a dog. With that being with that being said, that's my preamble. Um, she's like, I'm open to it, maybe, but I don't know. She's never she's never had a dog, so she's not really sure. Oh. She wants a cat though, I, and I, I hate cats. I do not want a cat. Um, she okay. So she the other day because we've been hearing these fucking dogs just barking and attacking each other. He's just going crazy at each other every single fucking night. And she's Good. like, Nick, I gotta tell Good. you something. Classic. She goes, I gotta tell you something. Uh, I was open to having a dog, but after hearing this every night, I'm not sure I want one anymore. <laughs> it's like, because the dogs, we, I mean, we've lived here for two years, and 
Everyone is still here. Just like that. I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> Let's talk about Batman twenty. The Batman twenty twenty. Very good. <laughs> yeah. What do you got to say about it? So, I'll just uh, let me start off with Robert Pattinson. Sure. Is that how you say his name? I believe. Uh, my wife, big Twilight fan. Me, yeah. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda hate it. Sure, I'm not a big Twilight guy either. Way too much breathing happening in it and staring. You know, it's not for us though. We're not the we're not the audience. <laughs> it's not for us. We're not the audience. Really you know. Not. It's my got mom some loves cool it. songs in it. I'll give it that because she sure. listens to the soundtrack constantly. So there's oh, some really? Tom York Radiohead in there. I like. Oh that. wow, that's cool. I like that. I mean, I, I think like there's that. a Radiohead song in there and a Tom York his like solo stuff. Oh sure, sure. He's he's <clears> the lead singer of Radiohead. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, but him in Good Time. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, yeah, it's great. It's oh. fucking great. Oh, what are those directors? The Safties. The Safties. The Safties. Oh, yeah. And Uncut Gems. I mean, don't even. We'll. Love don't even get me started on that. that. Yeah, but just beautiful pieces of work. I'll yeah, just leave it at they're that. they're they're brilliant. They're uh, fucking brilliant. When I saw Robert Pattinson in that, that changed my entire mind about his acting. Absolutely. I had actually seen Lighthouse before I watched that, and I thought mm. his accent in Lighthouse was pretty bad. I, actually, the full disclosure, being, I hated Lighthouse with all my heart. I didn't really, yeah, I was like, on, I'm still on the fence about the movie, and there's some yeah. moments that are just like, screaming like, I'm an indie film. It's like a art film. It's like an everybody. art school film. Yeah, <laughs> I hated that. I okay. hated Calm that down. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dunk your head in ice cold water. <laughs> Do you realize there's actual human beings that have this job? <laughs> this isn't always a surreal black and white realm of infinity. Like, yeah. <laughs> not everything has to be from your Psych 101 class. <laughs> Let's just that, calm yeah. down a little. That, bit. that movie starts off. <laughs> Not to go on a tangent about the lighthouse, but that movie starts off like promising me a really awesome, like trippy mermaid film, and then it becomes yeah. it becomes one of the, my most hated films in the history of cinema. <laughs> I hate that fucking movie. But besides that, it's just that, like if you're gonna do that style and like be all art housey or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever, that's fine. I'm not against that. I love right. Blood Machines. Check, mm, check I've not watched that yet. I've not watched oh. that yet. We'll get into that in another episode, but great, great movies. I'll watch it for that we'll episode. Talk about that. As I well. can't wait. Cannot uh, wait. But yeah, I just <clears throat> uh, with good time. It's like kind of the similar moments like that, but it's so fast and it's like anxious, and that's its whole theme is like anxiety. Oh, anxiety! Like, you're in a yeah. state of anxiety. Yeah. So after I saw that and like how Robert Pattinson can pull off that kind of role. But also have slow moments in the movie where he's mm -hmm. just like really has to get into this. Just a brilliant direction and then acting on his part. So after that, I was like, I'm sold. You could be the Batman. After I saw that, I was, and that was this year, I think I watched that movie. I was mm -hmm. like, okay. Because I had heard he was going to be the Batman last year and yeah. I was just not into it because I sure. hadn't seen Good Time yet. 
Um, but yeah, changed my mind. Changed my mind. So that on its own, I, I'm interested in the Batmobile. I have to get into that right right off the bat. Right off the bat. Well. Looks like Batman the Animated Series Batmobile, and I love it. <laughs> Mixed with the 66 series a little bit. Oh, it has a mixture of every, even the modern, like, you know, Christopher Nolan. It has a bit of everything in it, which I love. But Yeah, it's really cool. The, like, side wing design, that's yeah. like 90s, you know, previously. All the Batmans before the 90s as well. Just have that, like, defined side bat shape. Yes. Which you miss in a lot of, like, the newer Batman stuff. Yeah. Also, this... That trailer. I mean, I'll just talk about the trailer in general. Phenomenal. It was yeah. good. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> it was so good. Finally, we have, like, a detective Batman. You need to bring that back. Because yeah. even in, like, you know, Adam West's Batman, mm-hmm. he was more of a detective. Like, he absolutely was. That? How did we lose that? And, like, yeah. Adam West's Batman was for sure comical and whatever. It's, yeah. It has its charm. I love that show. But, like... Love that series. How... Are we getting more of a, you know, a detective role, which he should be, out of, like, a comical one, rather than, like, these newer Batmans? Even Nolan, you know, sometimes I feel like he lost that. Um, But, like, this one seems to be, like, Zodiac. But (laughs) instead of Jake Gyllenhaal, it's Robert Pattinson as Batman, (laughs) which is awesome. Which is awesome. And I'm pretty sure... The um, the Court of Owls is involved in this. And Why I'll, do you think that? I'll elaborate. Oh, you want me to elaborate right elaborate. now? Elaborate. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Cooperate. The card that the Riddler. So we all kind of figured out, if you don't know already, we're pretty sure that's the Riddler. He's yeah. wearing green. But he's more of like a serial killer, I guess. Well, I uh, just quick, from it. quick side note. He looks like. Have you ever read the Hush comic books? I haven't. I, so, so I haven't read. Just to everybody out there, I have not read any comic books besides like. Oh Scott yeah, that's right. The world and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. <laughs> Way back in the, that was the Invader Zim guy. Yeah. Uh, so I read those comics back in the day. Uh, I was pretty. I was a very hot topic, back in high school. You not only were you a hot topic, you were at hot topic all the time as well. <laughs> and F FYE was right across the way. Got all my dang CDs over there. <laughs> Listen, I loved Hot Topic as a boy. I think they're combining Hush and the Riddler and talking about one villain because the Riddler okay. has this really weird kind of looks like a duct taped mask on his face. And if you look up pictures of Hush. Hush has like uh, bandages on his face, and he wears a long like overcoat. So it kind of looks like they're taking the Green Riddler and like kind of like again like the Zodiac Killer elements of the Riddler, amplifying yeah. it up to a thousand, and then mixing it with Hush a little bit, which is like fucking cool. Well, so, and this is going back to my I watch way too much YouTube. I live on the internet, <laughs> by the way. Uh, they were saying we that all do. the guy taped up is the politician <clears throat> and mm. i guess he's supposed to be tied in his family's supposed to be tied in with the falcones mm. and they're saying like maybe the riddler is trying to expose that politician that's who's taped up mm. so i don't know if that's true or not but 
Oh, well, there's the taped up politician, but there's also the guy, when they show the Riddler with the duct tape, he has that mask on and the glasses. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But if you, if you look, there's another angle of it. Underneath of like that mask, it looks like he has duct tape like behind the on behind his mask. Oh. If you look, really? it's like you like pause it at the right moment. But when he when they show him like stretching that tape out, he has it looks kind of like he has duct tape around his face, and then it has like oh. this weird like leather mask with a little I don't know. It's really cool design. So is though. he not the Riddler though? I think he's still the Riddler, but they're gonna combine costume elements of Hush with him because in the Hush comic books. Um, the Riddler is kind of behind Hush all along, even though Hush is actually Thomas Elliot, which is Bruce Wayne's old friend or whatever. Um, but yeah. Uh, that would be really cool, and that would make sense if this is as elaborate as it appears to be, which I think there's a lot going on in that trailer. Like, you yeah. can pause every moment, and there's so many details. But, uh, and something I didn't notice that uh, someone pointed out to me. Um, was like when Batman's walking in and they're all FBI agents and they're like, look, excuse me, looking at him weird. That's because the letter, like it says to Batman and they're like, are you involved in this? And he is oh, actually sure. involved in this. Oh, like sure. Like at the yeah. end of the trailer, he's like, oh, you're involved or whatever he says. I don't know the exact line, but yeah. I thought that was interesting. So yeah, it's very Zodiac and you see like the, cryptid code on the on the owl card but the owl card is what got me that card had an owl on the front uh so i was thinking like court of owls you know sure <laughs> also, yeah So people were kind of linking it to that and there was some other um, <clears throat> there's a lot of like political family tie-in stuff happening it seems like with mm. the uh, like, if you look on the background, he writes, the Riddler writes stuff on the pictures that this politician has in his office. And it's a, mm. it's a picture of the Falcones um, in his office or something like that. Or a mm. family that's tied with the Falcones. So they're thinking, like, this is going to be a way more elaborate, very detective film, which is awesome. I love it. That's what you want. You know, that's what you want. Yeah. Like, cool Batmobile. Uh, very grungy, um, jaded Batman, you know, like, <laughs> and then just a crazy complex uh, detective story, which, yeah, and it kind of seems, you know, <clears throat> it would have been the cherry on the top if they did the animated series, like, 1940s Metropolis type of aesthetic going on. Oh, what? I yeah. don't really see that going on in there. It's kind of it's kind of dark. You don't see. It looks stuff. pretty fucking gothic, you know. Yeah, like, it does yeah. look very. I I, I read that uh, they shot a lot of the movie in Liverpool in England, so it's gonna have a kind of like an old timey gray bleak kind of goth look to it, which I think That's is so cool. fucking cool. I'm really excited yeah. for that. <laughs> and I, and I also I'm a big fan of uh, Robert Pattinson's black eyeshadow. I think that is fucking awesome. I have always said because I want to make a Batman movie someday. I I that was always a dream. That's a dream of mine that I will direct the Batman franchise. And what <laughs> what I've always hated about the Batman movies, which is such a minor gripe, but when you look at Christian Bale, Val Kilmer, all of them. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but you have more of a chance now than ever <laughs> with these directors getting picked up. You know, well, like, hey, I hope yeah. directors only got like, two films under yeah. their belt. Dude, I am a, I am a South by Southwest director. Hire me, Warner Brothers. Hire me. And, uh... 
Oh, now they're not going to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like Nick, we were we, we really still liked your didn't work. Still didn't hit it. <laughs> yeah, used, used eight fingers. Still didn't hit it. No, couldn't. Like, eh, eh. Oh, I, I give up now. I guess we have to talk still. Um, <laughs> my twip twip. Uh, so, <laughs> I uh, what the hell was I saying? Oh, they always show Christian Bale and Val Kilmer and all these guys. You know, when they have the Batman costume on, that you can see black around their eyes, and they'll rip their mask yeah. off, and it's like the, the 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 mascara is gone. And I always hated that. It's like no. We know they're wearing black eyeshadow. Just show, show us, show the eyeshadow. I, so whatever. I've yeah, always exactly. wanted to, I always wanted to do that, if and when I ever do the Batman movies. So I'm really glad that uh, it's just so cool they did that because I've always wanted to see that and seeing the black on his eyes. It's like, oh, that's that just feels so grimy and real and grounded to make every little piece that's... of his costume like a you know actual part of the visuals. You know, was that not Catwoman <clears throat> in the trailer? Because it's hard to tell by her. It's like a. It's almost like a knapsack or, or like a uh, what's it called? Uh, like but a stocking like, cap, stocking cap. Or yeah, something. but it's got the corners like ears. Like I think that's I definitely know. Catwoman, right? That's Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. she got. Uh, that's I think that's definitely Catwoman. Yeah, for sure. So real, such a real portrayal. Absolutely. I, I feel like this whole movie is going to be very uh, detailed, and it's not going to skip a beat or put too much froth in it. It's yeah. It's going to be like good. But it's also gonna involve a lot of villains. Yeah, <laughs> all at once, <laughs> which is exciting. You know, yeah. when I, when I was a little kid, all I wanted was like, there's not enough villains in this movie. Like you know, like I I loved uh, I loved Batman and Robin, the Clooney one. I I hate it now. I watched it with my girlfriend recently. We could barely get through it. It is such a fucking, it is a fucking horrible movie. Um, That's Spider Man three for me. That is Spider-Man <laughs> three for me with Toby Maguire. Yeah, Spider-Man three can. is atrocious. Yeah, but again, when you're a kid, when I'm I was trying. a kid at least, I when I was a kid, I wanted all the movies to have as many villains as possible. I was like, come on! So I loved Batman and Robin because it had three villains. And I was so excited by all these villains, you know. Um, yeah. But as you know, so I think I'm hoping that it, this movie has like tons of villains, but manages to still make like a coherent. Uh, you know, well balanced film with with like enough characterization for every single person, or at least just like you know, an exciting movie where we're kind of moving through, moving through, moving through. I do not need origin stories for the villains. I just want the villains to be there and Batman to be kicking their ass. You know. Well, uh, from yeah. what I heard, it was year two <clears throat> of Batman mm. being Batman. That's what I heard. So that's, that's very good. cool. I like that. Just yeah. The like, our audiences are not dumb anymore. Even the right. dumbest of the dumb are dumb. Because they're all watching complex, uh, like, HBO-type series now. Sure, sure, Ozark, yeah. Ozark, Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. So, people aren't idiots. They want layered content. And that's yes. what I realized when I was watching all these Marvel movies. was like, maybe these movies aren't as dumb as, you know, like, all the art students always made them out to be you know like right right we were in art school they're like eh, yeah movie. like shut up like if there's something good about it i'm still gonna watch it like if i appreciate something about it yeah it's, it's still art at the end of the day do you know how many like computer vfx artists had to work on these films there's a yeah. lot of detail in it and it looks really good and like eight out of ten of the films or whatever well something that i think i realized as i got older was because you know when i was in college and i was coming up in, in art school and coming up as an artist in general i thought that i that yeah i had to like miserable bleak grim movies like i had like yeah. oh rookie for a dream 
uh, irreversible. You know, I have to watch this like really bleak, mean shit because that's what real—that's real cinema. Real cinema yeah. is about is about bad shit with bad people. And then you get older, and you're like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "No, you you like comics. You like you like light and color and fun, and and you like that kind of shit. And it's yeah. okay. Like, if, I, if my favorite movies of all time: Rush Hour, Tur- Ninja Turtles Two, Secret of the Us, uh, White Men Can't Jump, Friday, The Crow, which is you know dark, but it's also light because you know you love that. He's so light and so funny, Brandon. You know. Uh, oh, uh, like, shout out Vinny! <clears throat> that crow review you guys did. Oh, <laughs> hilarious! <laughs> I'll link that in the thing. I thank you very much. That was very my, fun my to fa- do. My my favorite part was the. Oh, that's a Lee back. I don't know why. <laughs> I up so hard. <laughs> I was like, that's such a Nickism, a Nick Vinnyism. <laughs> I love Vinny. He's really fun to to talk to and bullshit with. We did a. We did an SLC Punk review that I'm working on right now. I'm editing that right now. Oh, that's what I need to rewatch. Oh, man. I remember yeah. enjoying that when you showed it to me. Oof. Yeah, dude. I love that movie. I'll tell you right now, that movie, it meant, it's so cool. Because I got to watch it. I, I discovered it when I was probably like 17. And then I watched it all the time in my 20s. And now that I'm 30, I watched it. I showed my girlfriend it like a couple weeks ago. And every age I've watched that film at, it has hit me and meant a different thing to me every time. You know what I'm saying? Like... When you're young and you watch it, it's like, oh, I want to be a punk. I want to be a, a guy who parties and fucks, has a great time, and is crazy. And But then you realize, now that I'm 30, I, I watch it at this age, it's like, oh, that movie is all about how all that's bullshit, and you really need to grow up. <laughs> and, and and it's okay It's okay to like want to be a punk, and it's okay to want to have those experiences, and you should have those experiences, and you should go crazy and have fun. But it is all bullshit, and there, and there, there, there does need to be some structure in your life. Otherwise, you'll just be homeless. And that's actually what they show. They show, like, not to bash the homeless. Please don't come after me. Fuck, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, you know, one of the punks they, they parted with winds up as a homeless person because he t- took a bunch of acid and he got fucked up and he just stayed a punk. And um, it's just not a, it's not, a, there's no longevity in that lifestyle. But again, I think when we were in our 20s running around, making movies running around, we were kind of like little punks. And that was, that was fun, yeah. you know. And exactly. you, do, you, can still, you can still be you and still have those same... Uh, morals and same ideas and philosophies and whatnot, but with age and with experience and with time, shit will change and, and you'll start to kind of grow up. And it's it's okay to grow up. I think is what that movie's about. And it, I, yeah, yeah. I, I love that fucking movie. I love that movie. And just like, because the last scene is just uh, <clears throat> what's his name, uh, Matt Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Yeah, uh, phenomenal actor. Where he's like sitting on the oh, he's great, and he was in. Uh, uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. That's well. right. Pretty yeah, big, pretty big role in that. Um, yeah, which was awesome. But yeah, I just remember him sitting on the bench with like the shaved head and like mm-hmm. I'm gonna tear it down from the system. But he's wearing like a suit. Yeah, and I thought that was so cool because I was I'm kind of the same way where I like structure in my life. I don't mind working for a corporate company. Right. But you better believe I'm gonna be doing some like crazy art stuff on the side. You know, I'm getting my hands into everything I want to explore because it's just, it makes me feel alive. So Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Like I got I got my faith, and then I got, you know, my wife, and then I got my art, and it's just like, like, those three things really make up my life. So it's, it's just, like, nice to have uh, movies representing that where you could be... Use both sides of your brain. You're creative, um, and you're 
more analytical side. Yeah, so, absolutely. Because you really need to balance the two. And a lot of people, they just really want to, you know, be complacent in one side of their brain. And that's really not the way I, I think us as humans are built to uh, live out our lives. Because <laughs> I no. don't think you'll get any fulfillment from that. Just absolutely. really going one way. Well, I think that's the thing is that, like it's important that we we have to make a living. We have to have money to survive and live out here, you know. And what you do for money does not dictate who you are, you know. And I think that's such a crucial thing. I think that movie, like you said, touches on at the end there, where he's like, "Yeah, I'll go to New York and I'll fuck up the system and I'll and I'll piss off litigators." And like he goes, his last line is, he's like, "Is in the end of the day, he's like, fuck you, you're already thinking it." And the end of the day, I was nothing more than a fucking trendy ass poser. And it's like, and that's, that's what it is. Like, you know, it, to dress up a certain way, to dress like a punk and say, I'm punk, look how I'm dressed. It's like, that's not punk. What's punk is just to be you and, and to be free and to not be afraid of, of, of judgment. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that's the definition of freedom is like, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. You know, I don't want people that I love to be upset. So I don't, you know, so I, I, I treat everybody with love, but like no one can tell me what to do. I am my own man. I, and like you said, I will always be making art. I will always be making the weird shit. Like, I just fucking made, you know, Beached. And that's one of the weirdest things I've ever made. It's maybe the weirdest thing I've ever made. And uh, while I was doing that, I was freelancing at, at fucking NBC. And I was freelancing at BuzzFeed. And I was freelancing at Studio 71. So I had these corporate gigs um, while, while still making this really bizarre, personal, honest, weird-ass thing. You know, so... That's all you can do. You know, at the end of the day, it's like you don't have to give up who you are when you get older. When you get and if you get a job you hate, that's fine. Know that better things are coming, and uh, yeah, just never let never let go of the art and never let go of making and creating and being you. And you know, in your belly, you know, in your gut, like who you are and what makes you feel good and what makes you feel bad. You know. Yeah, exactly. So it's just uh, it's nice to see that more people are waking up. To that at least in the art realm i wish sure. politically and uh, socially we would get on that level but yeah it's so funny like we can now agree upon these crazy in-depth what would be considered risque shows we can all agree on them <clears throat> ozark is great but ozark is like crazy like there's a lot of stuff that happens in that show that's like would not fly 20 years ago, you know? Like yeah. Everyone watches it. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I watch that. Everyone's mom watches that. You know? Yeah. It's like, hmm. uh, but we can't do that economically and, like, politically and stuff. We're just, we're just, we, you have to check every mark on one side and this view, and it has to be in this box. And if you're outside of that box, you know, you're, you're the enemy. Right. <laughs> it's like, Wait, that's how we thought of like meet or you know like movies and film and TV and music back in the day, and now that's all like loose and mixed and everybody's doing everything and all types of drugs and notes and instruments and computers and everyone's using everything and melding all these sounds together and everyone's just like, yeah, cool, Old Town Road. I'm 90 years old, but I love this song. But then we get to political stuff and socioeconomical stuff. Oh, and Jesus. we're like, eh, eh, oh, eh, oh, 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 don't cross this line. Don't do right. it. It's like, wait, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You're being like you were with music back in, I don't know. It's just so crazy. It's like yeah. America's just focused their attention to something, you know, 
less important. But I feel like art is... That's what we need to be criticizing because there is a lot of great art and content out there, but now there's just floods and mountains of bad content out there. And it's influencing everything... It's becoming like political almost. Yeah. So, you know, all that sludge just needs to get out. We need to get back to the good content with everything. <laughs> just like, yeah. Let's just find some good commonalities, people, like we are with good shows right now, you know, like Watchmen and Ozark. No one's going to say Watchmen or Ozark are bad shows. I've never heard that. Have you? Have you? I've heard, heard <laughs> I've heard, uh, I've heard racists say that. I've heard, that's the problem with today too, is that there's a lot of, People who, one of the big things I always hear is like, you know, um, like, uh, for, you know, for example, there's a, there's a couple of people I unfollowed, um, which, you know, take that for what you will, were because they didn't post anything during that, that blackout Tuesday when, it, when they, you know, like, I'm not saying that I'm a fascist and like, if you have to post a black square on Instagram or you're a racist, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying yeah. is, what, I'm, what I am saying though, is that if you're aware that Everyone who is not a racist and wants to show their support of, of black lives and black people in general, everyone's going to post that on that day. You don't have to do it, sure. But don't post a video of you working out. And don't, don't post a video of your fucking shit you're working on. Don't post a video of you smiling with your fucking kids. Or I, I don't know. I, there's a level of uh, awareness that people were like... And then, you know, I, I unfollowed people who were like posting just nonsense on, on that day. Where it's like, I don't, you know, post a black square or don't. You know better than what you're doing. You posting a photo yeah. of you working out right now, you know you're saying it's fuck. Just... Frankly, you're saying fuck black people when you do that because you're like, but everyone, no, no one's saying you have to do anything, but you can see that everyone is trying to show support for black people in a time where black people are having a rough fucking go. So if you're posting fo- photos of your food, be like... <laughs> it's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think a lot of people are just stuck in like cable TV time <clears throat> where they think like social media isn't, the end all be all right now which it is it, it really uh, they is just don't like if 9-11 had happened all over social media something like that today which yeah. it did <laughs> i guess yeah virus yeah uh you know people are just not gonna i lost my train of thought <laughs> no i mean i get, I get what you're saying well, though it, well i think like, we, yeah it just wouldn't um yeah, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. No, no, no. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I guess what I was, what I think, what you were saying is like, um, people don't realize that what they say online will echo in eternity. You know, and yeah. um, and it's like there's just common sense. For example, there's a YouTube channel that will pop pop up on my feed because it's superhero related, but they're so they're it's it's like this weird hidden racism that we see nowadays, where it's like like I'm not racist. I'm just I hate watching because they politicize it. It's like they did not politicize Watchmen. That's the thing. People people always say like, oh, why did you get political? Like, Black Lives Matter, why are you getting political? It's like, race is not political. You know what I mean? Like, it is not political to say that you hate the, the white supremacist. It is not political to say you stand with black people during hard times like this. That is not political. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. common goddamn human. It's the right thing to do, goddamn it. It's human. Exactly. It's morally yeah. correct. It's morally correct to turn around and be like, there's an entire people who are suffering. I mean, what the hell can I do to help? What can I? Okay, if the, you know yeah. what I mean. Or, but but to bitch about like I saw there were several YouTube videos. Where people were like fuck Watchmen. They politicized it. It's too woke. It's SJW. They have a black female lead. That's such bullshit. And it's like you're a fucking racist. 
and I hope horrible things happen to you because yeah. that's what you're doing. To me, I don't I don't care what anyone says. That kind of bullshit is racist, and I, it, it just fucking is. Your complaint it's just is that so I was stupid. Ugh. Like uh, that's why I love. Uh, I would always bring up iRobot in my. Uh, in my like uh, CRM culture race and media class, at oh yeah, I was like, "This is the flip of the book. The stereotype characters are there are the old white science guy, and then the like nerdy kind of hot like scientist girl, and that's the love interest. Yeah, but, like all the black cast is like different, and like other stuff is going on. No one complained about that movie when it came out. Right. So why is everything so touchy right now? And I, I'll say that on both sides, you know. Cause like, yeah, that's true. There's definitely, there's just a lot of radicalism of both people on both sides. And it's just, Absolutely. It's too much. Like, we're, we're focused on the wrong things. And yes. And we need to be focused on things that can unify us rather than laws and like practices that try to separate us and chastise or chastise you know a certain political group or race or whatever you know yeah trust me i get into my karen jokes as much as the next guy we all have to (laughs) we all have to but it's just funny and like yeah and i think with white people people that are like karens can't laugh at that then they're lost. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's the, and that's the key. Yeah, you are lost. Yeah, there's a lot of racism coming out, and then there's a lot of just like calling people racist that aren't actually racist. That that's the flip side. Know. Yeah, you know, people don't know, or there is actually something wrong with this video or whatever. You know, like yes, the well media, yeah. the news media, and social media are like so horribly crafted. Should we get back to the trailer? Let's get back to the trailer. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear what your thoughts on the trailer, actually. Uh, My thoughts on the trailer are, well, I filmed the reaction video, which you can watch. I will also link that um, to it. I had my genuine, my genuine reaction to that was just I was so awestruck. <laughs> I was so awestruck and, sh- and silenced and speechless because my – so my reaction video is, is my genuinely my – my first reaction to ever seeing it, which uh, a lot of reaction videos out there are so false and fake. And people are like, oh my God! And it's so fucking fake and disingenuous. And people, you can tell they've watched it a thousand times, like, oh, 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 you know, it's just so fake. And I'm all about the school of authenticity. And I feel like, so my reaction is genuinely my first ever time seeing it. And I'm saying not a fucking word because I was just. I was just engrossed by this thing. It just it just got me, hit me emotionally. I wanted to cry after watching it. It felt like everything I've w- wanted to see in a Batman movie. And uh, obviously, it's a very short teaser. And who, it might even who knows? It could be a terrible movie. <laughs> but I uh, the 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 teaser just got me. It just got me everywhere I wanted to get got. You know what I mean? Like I thought Jeffrey Wright's Commissioner Gordon's like, oh, that looks and feels like Commissioner Gordon. You know? And you get this yeah. this cool looking the black under eyes of pat pattison it's like oh he's like this like he's like this goth it's goth batman it's emo batman yeah. and i think that's so exciting i think it's so exciting and it just makes so much it kind of you know it feels like a return to the tim burton universe a little bit you know where yeah I uh, it, i mean you could almost argue this movie i mean i'm sure it's 
not going to be that way when it comes to like continuity, but it feels like if it's year two, maybe it's a prequel to the Burton verse. You know what I mean? Where it's all pale and gothic and bleak, and he's got he's black under his oh, eyes. I hope so. I hope so. I thought it was a really cool return to like the the original OG uh, Burton universe. Burton looking Batman. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. It just it just felt so good to me. And, and having the Nirvana track as the song was so cool. Um, yeah, I. I'm excited. It feels like a really cool, gritty. Which I hate using that term, but it's over. But it's it is. It feels like just pure grit, and it feels like just grounded and real. Um, and it feels just nasty and dirty and grungy. Like I hope it is a '90s period piece. I heard rumors that it might be a '90s period piece. Because uh, it definitely feels like it. Like oh, this That'd could be, be in the '90s. Wouldn't that be so cool? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, and that. Nirvana. I didn't actually realize it was a Nirvana song because I was oh, yeah. like, really into their <clears throat> discography. Um, oh, sh- I was I, a huge I Nirvana fan. Of- like Team Spirit, but that was it. sure. Um, but so I thought that was cool because it was kind of a grungy song. I could just hear by listening to it, but also the trailer itself was grungy. Um, but there was like. Uh, some theory behind maybe them intentionally I mean of course they intentionally use the song but maybe a little more detailed and uh, layered than you might think like with the lyrics they chose and Mm. then also they were saying that track has um, like runs really long and there's like a five minute space and then it goes crazy at the end Mm. on the CD and it's the same album that has smells like team spirit uh, they were saying so mm. I don't really know but apparently it kind of gives away but it goes with with what's going on with like him being a detective and decoding this kind of secret society so I guess that was like more clues to the Court of Owls um, thing which I've only ever seen in the DC movies I think that was Batman vs. Robin the DC one Oh, oh the God. animated one. They yeah, do the I, Court of Owls. Yeah, but they, they but they butcher it. They butcher it. Yeah, they fucking butcher it. Those animated films are so hit or miss. You know, the, the yeah, total total I side mean, tangent. But uh, yeah, they're very hit or miss. So good though. Oh, <laughs> Flashpoint. Oh, uh, let's do that on our next episode. Paradox. Fuck Ooh. yes, yeah. We don't know what the name of our podcast is called yet, uh, but. Don't. This that was it. That's our first podcast. There you go. Uh, <laughs> All right.